tell you, the common millionaire has seven. You know, this is a fact. Seven streams of income. Okay. How many streams of income do you have? Do you have seven now? Because that's the way to create one million and make it ten million. in Davao. We're going to be there, make a difference in the lives of many people. So please, be there with us. It's going to be one powerful day of learning, one powerful day of awesome experiences. We'll see you there. So here's an interesting question. You have a million right now, you have two million. How do you take it to the next level? What do you do? For yourself employed, uh, you're doing most of your hustle by yourself. You're earning a lot from it. But how do you scale it? How do you make it something that will not just last for today, but how do you make it very, very sustainable? Okay, I, I guess uh, oh, when, when, when people are into a good thing, sometimes they, they put their heart into it, they put their, their minds into it, and they do relatively well. And then they hit a certain ceiling. Mm. That's when things go down, that's when things probably taper off and then plateau. So. I think it can be a product market issue, it can be your issue, it can be your motivation. So what I've done in the past is to look at ways and means on how to spread that kind of interest, right? So uh, I got myself into investing okay. on top of the work that I do. So I'm an entrepreneur while I'm an employee. Now people will say, oh, that's wrong. You know, if you're an employee, you're dishonest. You know, you have you have to focus on your job. Hey, remember this guys. And I'm, and I'm going to be very, very particular with this. If you're paid, your main job is to create value. And if you're creating more value than what's required, you're a good employee. Now, if you have time in your weekends, in your evenings, to dabble into markets, to start another business that you can have with your wife, your partner, some friends, why not? You now expand your earning capacity. Earning capacity is the best way to create wealth. Many people look at, you know, sorry to say this, many people focus on the budgeting side. I do that. I'm not saying I'm not going to do budgeting, but I'll tell you, it's more fun increasing the revenue, right? Agree. Totally agree. Totally agree with that. Yeah. So you get to increase the revenue by getting yourself into many things. Like if, if you can earn commissions on a certain uh, side business, if you can start a business with a friend, as I've said, a partner. So you now have entrepreneurship. You now have your job. You now have investments in markets. And when you do this, you somehow have all guns firing. It's almost like you're a car. There are eight to ten cylinders. Sometimes there are four to six cylinders. Sometimes cars don't fire on all cylinders. And that's the reason why the car is is, is not going to move fast. But when you hear the Ferraris and the Maseratis of the world, all those cylinders fire up very early, very fast. That's why they zoom. That's also what's happening to, to wealth creation. If you have more ways of, of increasing revenue, if you have more ways of growing your money, then, you know, your pathway to wealth will be fast. I'll tell you, the common millionaire has seven. You know, this is a fact. Seven streams of income. Okay. How many streams of income do you have? Do you have seven now? Because that's the way to create one million and make it ten million. When you say seven, you mean seven businesses or seven different asset classes? Seven different asset classes or businesses. As long as you get income from seven different kinds of endeavors. Separate endeavors. So it can be a fixed income base. It can be a, a business. 
business, it can be a stock portfolio. As long as you get all of those seven contributing to your kitty on a monthly basis, even if you have work, that salary, that's uh, again another another uh, revenue creation um, model. So you put all of these, and on a monthly basis, you get inflows from all of them. It's easy to make your 10 million. That will be a way to go. Wow. Like Marvin here has too many sources. <laughs> no, no. So it can be 14, not seven, 14. My, my mentality when I started out was to open as much so I can try it. Because investing is a skill. The more you do it, you find out where you're already good at. And then you find out also, ah, I'm not as good as this, but I'll still position, but I'll put a smaller portion of what I have there, there as well. But going back to what you said in business though, your business is doing well. Should you double down on that? Or it's when would you know it's time already to venture off and invest in other things that are not in your, I guess, core, core business, core specialty? I've always believed of not putting everything in one basket. You know, putting all your eggs in your business. I guess that's a temptation for many people because their businesses would be earning a lot of money. They put everything there because the, the, the yields are really good, the earnings are good. Wrong. You know, you're putting yourself into what I call concentration risk. So even as you can scale that business, I would take some money and put it in markets, put it in other businesses, putting it in, in other companies that can also earn from me, for me. Because what's important is that you're not, you know, in a precarious position that one revenue source gets killed and you get killed. See, it's very important that you have different flows of income, so much so that you're not, uh, you're not, uh, you know, dependent on one. Because I also believe that each source of income can be matched with a particular goal. Like, I'll tell you, you cannot retire on your company money. I always tell people that. Do you, don't you know that you have to separate part of that money for yourself? Because in the future, once you give that that business, the reins of that business to another person, like your children, they will start running it. It's not your money anymore. It's going to be company money. So you have to know how much money you can set aside because when that happens, your retirement will now be based on the money that you've set aside. Again, goals-based investing. It's not that your, your business is earning wealth. It's making sure that you have money for a particular purpose. And that's the way to do it. Now that you're, uh, I, I think, relatively uh, longer in, in the markets, what do you like more in terms of uh, your passive income? Do you like earning more from dividends? bond interest or property, I guess rentals or passive income that you cash flow you can get from real estate? Okay, uh, maybe people won't agree with the age that I have, but uh, I still consider myself young. So. <laughs> That's why I said advanced, advanced. <laughs> but, but, <laughs> but, but still, you know, I tell a lot of people, 70% of my position is still growing. 70% is still growing. Why? Because I'm not yet retiring, right? If, if I'm about to retire, that's the time I'm going to make the big shift because I don't want the money to be affected by the ups and downs of markets. But today, I can stay the course. And if I can stay the course, the ups and downs of markets won't matter. Okay, wow. Because I have a, I still have a horizon, right? So I still be growth focused. So why am I now putting money in bonds and in fixed income and all that? That's just for safety purposes because markets like this, down. And I need something, maybe to invest in another business. I need to, to put money in another opportunity. I'm not going to sell my stock position.